For decades, creationists and evolutionists have used dinosaurs to support their opposite worldviews. With more than just bones as scientific evidence, whose side are the dinosaurs really on? Stay tuned. It's tough to imagine how soft tissue could remain preserved, but it works in the favor of a younger timescale than an older one. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Dinosaurs are fascinating creatures that have long been the center of divisive arguments over evolution and the age of the Earth. But creationists aren't the only ones disagreeing with secular paleontologists. Some evolutionists are at odds with each other over unique discoveries in dinosaur fossils. What's this all about? Why not join us for the next 15 minutes as we reveal the great dinosaur dilemma that evolutionists face regarding the age and evolution of dinosaurs. There's a certain circular reasoning behind the evolutionary dating of dinosaurs and the rock layers in which they're found. Whereas, if one were shown to be younger than previously believed, it would cast doubt on the millions of years assigned to the other. Such is the case surrounding the recent discovery of soft tissue in dinosaurs found in Montana. Dr. Kevin Anderson is director of Creation Research Society's Van Andel Research Center in Chino Valley, Arizona. He says even though blood vessels and tissues were found intact, and that previously no one would have believed that this kind of material could survive for 68 million years, evolutionists will not even consider a younger age for these fossils. Their assumption was, isn't it interesting, after 60 million years, it still exists, that it can still be intact tissue. The creationists, of course, they take the position that we think that all we know about tissue, all we know about degeneration of tissue, degeneration of protein and such, would be that it's not going to last 60 million years, that it would not be able to survive that long. And so, to us, the data very clearly is with these fossils not being 68 million years of age versus the evolutionists where it's more just kind of a hand wave of, wow, isn't that surprising? Well, who would have thought? Okay, well, anyway, there was never a question or a challenge that maybe these fossils aren't 68 million years of age after all. Maybe they're younger than that. No, we know they're that age, so therefore it has to be that this tissue survived that long. ICR geologist Bill Hoche says it's hard to believe that soft tissue in anything could even survive a few thousand years, much less tens of millions of years. You have to have incredible burial conditions in order to do this. You have to have some kind of extraordinary conditions because obviously uh, there was no saran wrap when these things got buried, you know, and even if there was, there was no refrigerator to put them in, you know. So it's really tough to imagine how that soft tissue could remain preserved. But it works, obviously, in the favor of a younger timescale than an older one, because these things obviously break down and decay and decompose. The mastodon is another good example of the dilemma evolutionists are caught in when ascribing old ages to fossils with soft tissue. While evolutionists claim mastodon fossils are at least 160,000 years old, creationists believe them to be only three to 6,000 years old. Dr. Anderson tells us about protein found in these elephant-like creatures. They have been successful enough at isolating and extracting the collagen from the fossils that they're able to get, instead of very, very short fractions of amino acids as they're getting with the dinosaur, they're able to get much larger amino acid sequences from the collagen. In fact, the length of the sequences they're getting 
is comparable to the size of sequences that they get from, for example, a freshly collected collagen from ostrich bones that are just extracted, just died. So this, again, is pretty good indication to me that this collagen hasn't really undergone much of any degeneration. And proteins degenerate fairly quickly, especially when exposed to the elements of heat and and other kind of oxidizing agents and such that would the fossils would be encountering as they're laying in the ground or on the ground. So this is, to me, more evidence suggesting that we really have to question the claimed ages of not only the dinosaur bones, but even in this case, the bones of these mastodons. So we can see how this evidence would be very challenging to evolutionists. It's hard enough for us to explain because everything we know about tissue degeneration would would say that, you know, four or five, six thousand years would be really on the very outer rim of expecting any kind of tissue, collagen, other proteins, red blood cells and such to be preserved. So then when you chalk on where you make it hundreds of thousands in the case of the mastodon and tens of millions in the case of the dinosaur, then it just it just goes totally off the chart. Then you can't explain it at all. Let's just say a lot of evolutionists, their approach has simply been to deny it. Oh, that's not soft tissue. Oh, you're just seeing things. Well, now with the collagen isolation, they have a little harder time because before it was more observational. They were looking in microscopes and they were saying, okay, this looks like red blood cells. This looks like hollow blood vessels. This looks like connective tissue. And it has it has certain physical properties when we touch it, when we move it and such that, that would be consistent with it being soft tissue. But now you actually have molecular evidence because you actually have amino acid sequences. And that becomes much more definitive that, in fact, there is intact soft tissue still there. And it's going to be much harder for a lot of evolutionists to now say, ah, oh, you know, you're just... You're exaggerating. You're just seeing things. They're going to have to accept, guess what? There's preserved collagen on these dinosaur fossils. That is really hard to understand if it's 68 million years of age. Another major find in dinosaur paleontology that has excited the world is so-called feathered dinosaurs. Bill Hoche tells us about these fossils. There's evidence in certain fossils from China that some people are claiming that many of the theropod dinosaurs, that is the the two-legged ones that ran around on two feet, the most notable ones that we can think of are like Velociraptor in the movie Jurassic Park or Tyrannosaurus rex. These are theropods. They walked upright on two legs. And uh, there's evidence in some of these. Some people are saying, oh, there's collagen fibers associated with this. Or some say, oh, there's there's funny little shapes that suggest that there's you, you can see the terminus of where perhaps a feather protruded from the skin of this creature. Not only do some evolutionists claim that these dinos had feathers, they also say that these creatures fully evolved into birds. However, there's not enough evidence to support this idea. One key problem with claiming that birds evolved from dinosaurs is uh, we may have evidence for birds in strata that are at least as old as the dinosaurs. And so uh, it looks like uh, dinosaurs and birds had a separate ancestry. Fossil birds have been found, perhaps, in strata that are as old as dinosaurs. Some of them are contentious. Not all of them are accepted. But there is many bird paleontologists 
who believe that this nonsense that dinosaurs gave, and they and they use very strong words like that, that dinosaurs gave rise to uh, to birds, they ridicule this highly because they know the fossils don't seem to indicate that. ICR retired Vice President Dr. Dwayne Gish would agree and says although it's obvious that creation scientists are not buying into the feathered dinosaur-to-bird evolution speculation, neither are some evolutionists. Actually, there's been a sharp controversy concerning the origin of birds. Now, most paleontologists maintain that birds evolved from theropod uh, dinosaurs, that is, carnivorous dinosaurs, while leading ornithologists reject this notion. Now, these people are evolutionists, but they believe that birds evolved from some unknown reptilian ancestor. In the past few years, paleontologists maintain that feathered dinosaurs have been found as fossils in China thus proving beyond doubt that birds evolved from dinosaurs. On the other hand, the ornithologists, including, for example, Dr. Alan Fiducia, University of North Carolina, Dr. Larry Martin, University of Kansas, and Storrs Olson of the Smithsonian Institution, among others, have rejected such claims, maintaining that the feathers are not feathers at all, and in other cases... The fossils are of non-flying birds, not dinosaurs. Dr. Fiducia and several others have provided convincing evidence against the idea that dinosaurs evolved from birds. But what about all the press and media attention these so-called feathered dinosaurs have received? Doesn't that add credibility to the dino-to-bird evolution claim? Dr. Gish says the public should be careful about readily accepting these kinds of dramatic evolutionary proclamations as fact. This creature known as Archaeopteryx, some evolutionists claim it was a transitional form. Well, Dr. Fiducia said that in a modern sense, it is a flying bird. And so it's certainly not a transitional form. Archaeopteryx had the basic form and pattern of the avian wing. It had feathers identical to the feathers of flying birds. It had perching feet, bird-like skull, and all the, so many features. Birds, it flew. Evolutionists used to claim it couldn't fly very good. Now they concede that it was an excellent flyer. And there's no trace of anything that could have given rise to Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx was a bird. I might just add that years ago, the National Geographic published an article about a creature called Archaeoraptor, and they claimed it proved beyond doubt that dinosaurs had evolved into birds. The creature was called Archaeoraptor, and this was supposed to be the final ultimate proof that birds had evolved from dinosaurs. It turned out to be a complete fraud. A Chinese farmer had taken the front end of a bird and glued the back end of a reptile of some kind or dinosaur to it. And scientists and many others, the National Geographic accepted this as proof of the fact that birds had evolved from dinosaurs. And it was absolutely, totally false. We know that birds did not evolve from dinosaurs, and there's no evidence that animals have ever evolved from one kind to another. But we do know that all living entities have one thing in common, and that is death. 
However, as Bill Hoche tells us, there's a major difference between the death of an animal and that of a human being. Scripture teaches that for man you will die once and after this comes the judgment. It doesn't say that about the animals. It says for man you'll be judged. You'll be judged according to the sins that you've committed on the earth. Who can stand before holy God in this kind of a judgment? This is why Christ came into the world. This is why he died on the cross for your sins. This is the good news that saved me about 25 years ago, and this is the good news I share now. Scripture teaches, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's a lot we don't know about the animals today, much less about extinct animals and dead ones like the dinosaurs. But for man, the way is clear. We can have forgiveness of sin. We can have hope for eternity. We can have purpose in this life. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.